Hello, hello, hello. So this is episode 20 of A Not-So-Quiet Place, and we are going to go down a bit of a rabbit hole with this one. I um, started doing a little bit of research on some subject matter that I kind of already had, we've talked about in the past. I didn't realize how deep this rabbit hole actually goes, and we're not going to be able to cover everything in one episode. This could be a literal podcast on its own, for sure, but... We're talking about the idea of thinning the veil, and I'll do air quotes for that one. The veil, I suppose, is open for interpretation. Um, typically, it's thought of as, well, I'll use wall, for lack of a better term, between the living world, as we know it, and the spiritual world. Now, as I've just learned in the last 24 hours, there's apparently different veils, different levels of the veil, and different times and um, different times and events and personal, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's places in your life in, from a personal standpoint, even on a daily, where it, the veil tends to thin. And what I, I'll, we'll explain this in a little bit. Um, the best example so far that I can give one that I think is very commonly known about is Halloween. So yeah. Halloween is always thought to have been at a time and place in this world that we exist in where the veil between these worlds is at its thinnest. Um, whether you believe any of this or not, this is going to go pretty deep into some pretty wacky stuff. And I, I have learned the term woo-woo from podcasts lately. And I didn't know what that was, so I had to I had to Google it before we started this, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking? What is woo-woo? Woo-woo is basically, like, the far end of all of this. The far end of, like, cryptids, um, spirituality, believing in extraterrestrials. It's, like, the dubious, like, far end. Like, the yeah. wackiest of the wacky. So sometimes when people use that term, it's derogatory towards the subject matter. Oh, okay. Now, some of this may dance in that, in that because this stuff, it's just, it's insane, the science behind some of what we're going to talk about made me feel more insane because I can't wrap my head around it, but it's so wild and it's true. Some of this is absolute, absolute truth. Like there's no fabrication in some of the things that we're going to talk about. Some, not so much. So we'll figure out or we'll discuss, not figure out, because we figure this shit out, we're going to be millionaires, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss the correlation between all of it and how it translates into daily life and some of the things that are tending to happen. So anyway, back to Halloween. As legend, lore, whatever the hell you, what term you want to use for that, has it, they say that on that night, the veil is so thin that spirits are able, able to cross over in both ways. Some good, some bad. And that's why, you know, years and years centuries ago where they would start dressing up yeah. their thought was as that veil is thinned by dressing up they could ward off the evil spirits right. yeah. um and again whether you want to believe it or not we're just talking about it i, I had this idea actually from the, the the last time we recorded in the boy scout bunkhouse because we kind of got on a tangent about that before we recorded and i wish right. we would have i wish i would have thrown a microphone on and just had that but um so I'll try to break down some examples. Halloween, I think, is the most accessible to most people because that's the lore that they're familiar with. Because yeah. um, everybody kind of kind of knows the story about Halloween and how it started. Maybe not everybody knows why people dress up, but that is why. The yeah. thought was back in, you know, however long ago that uh, 
they could ward evil spirits off by. And that's why when you look back at like old Halloween costumes, it wasn't like Spider Man. Oh, it, it was like creepy as wacky, fuck. Creepy yeah, stuff, like yeah. really like. Yeah. And you're like, well, shit. Like it's you know it's very generally, excuse me, a kids' holiday now. Yep. But that is not what it was no. centuries ago, yeah. however long away. I don't have a timeline, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so that's the example that I, I want to use to get people to kind of understand what we're talking about. Now, as it turns out, and I'm not going to go through all of them because there's more than I care to talk about, um, there's what they call a personal veil. So what that entails is times in your life, moments in your day um, where personally in your own existence the veil between the worlds dimensions whatever you want to call it is thin so what's kind of interesting about this is uh one of the ones that people have talked about a lot is when someone has a very like a near-death experience it seems as though when that happens to someone they are so close on that line that the veil between the worlds sort of either thins or disappears and you hear a lot of stories about that which is wild Right. Whether you believe in an afterlife or not, God doesn't matter. Um, but you hear people talking about when they people have died and come back to life oh, yeah. and been brought yeah. back, and they talk about what they saw. Yeah. Some people talk about like the pearly gates, yeah. more or less, in and talking I to. Heard about that one guy that said he was. I think he he died for I don't know how many minutes, but he went to hell and he saw like. That's where it gets wild. Stuff that would like terrify you. Now, you know what I mean, yeah. Is that the human condition, or yeah. and that's that's a uh, th- uh, theme throughout that I kind of want to keep is that like this can put you on either sides of the of the whether you believe or you don't believe whether you believe in a, an afterlife or you don't because there is some science behind some of this and we yeah. talked about this I think before that we recorded the last time about energy continuing on and I think we've yeah. talked about that before in like ghost stories and stuff and like how. Yep. Um, whether you believe in an afterlife or not, do you believe that energy continues on and where does yeah. that go? How does that continue to exist? Because it does. That is scientifically proven. Yeah. Um, but So a personal veil. Near-death experiences tend to thin that to the point of almost non-existence where people have seen some sort of other side. But that guy who tied... I know what you're talking about. That guy who talked about when he saw his version of hell. Yeah. And it makes you wonder too, is that subject to you as an individual... Or is that what we yeah. are typically talking? Because I think it was only a few minutes too. And if that, and yeah. and uh, I remember him talking about that. I think the that, guy wrote a book about it too. Which I'm sure it's interesting to me. It's yeah. so interesting, and I think regardless of what you believe, the human condition is such that people are they want an afterlife. We want to believe yeah. that there is something after we die, whether there is or isn't. It's you. It's just like space. The human brain cannot wrap itself around um, infinity. You, right. you start to, when you start to yeah. think about that, when you start to think that like the universe is infinite, you can't comprehend that. Yeah. Because right. as such, in our normal lives, it's not something. Everything has a beginning. Everything has an end. There's a, whatever. Yeah. But infinity, and then so so much so that like, again, an afterlife, like whatever happens or doesn't happen, whether you choose to believe or you don't. That's what you have for infinity. That's where yeah. your energy goes. So this, right. that's it's it's wild. So another interesting thing about the personal veil is childbirth. They say that childbirth, for whatever reason or another, does the same thing. Like puts you at that point. And I kind of get it because it's such a like you're bringing a life into the world. Yeah. 
and very much so like it's such a traumatic physical effect on a body it kind of makes sense so that's kind of what they're what they're what's been put out there is that these events um are sort of a wrinkle in time in your Mm -hmm. own personal life which translates from the physicality of what these people have gone through kind of wild um yeah and and people say that like this is where I, I get into like the woo-woo air quotes. <laughs> People say there's a thought out there that you can achieve thinning of the veil by meditation. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible because meditation for some people is so powerful and is so life-changing. Sure, why not? Even that episode of uh, Survivor Man Bigfoot, when he goes out and he separates himself from the group that he's with, yeah. and he said, I found the peace, I found the quiet, essentially he meditated, and then he had an experience. Yeah. And the experience that he had was pretty wild. He said he felt like something was sort of sitting on his chest, and he thought he had thought, or did. I, I believe Lester out. I don't think oh, he's, yeah. a, you know, I think no. he's a credible guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he'd gone through this sort of meditative state, which the people that he's with had told him to do, and he did have an experience. Again, is it such that the human condition, when we slow ourselves down, allows you to feel these things and be more perceptive? I have no idea. Yeah. Is it the human imagination? Because the imagination is more powerful than people will ever... Your imagination is far worse than the reality. Yeah. That is across the board in my life. I can tell you that. Whatever you imagine is happening, or you think what you perceive to be happening... Generally, is not as bad as reality. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, right. you can go down that rabbit hole too. But anyway, um, so that leads me into talk about the witching hours, which I think generally people uh, associate that with 3 a.m. Yeah. Because of movies right. and like, you know, modern yeah. not books, all that stuff too. But the theory behind that also being, and it's kind of funny because when I was doing the research for this, the articles that I were reading were saying that because of modern technology and because of, you know, TVs and lights and just everything that we're surrounded with, the constant noise, the vibration, that our bodies are such that they're not, you're not able to recognize things that are happening around you. So, you know, typically, it used to, actually it said it used to be like 10 to like midnight. That's when it used to happen. Yeah. But now that people are obviously staying, because fuck, I mean, when was the last time? Even on like normal nights, I'm not in bed. I'm in bed by 11, but like I'm not sleeping, sleeping right. full yeah. on. So between 3 and 4 a.m. is when they say that the barrier is the thinnest, and that's what they consider the witching hours. And there's some more that goes into that, too, because um, typically it's they say that it's when the moon is peaked, um, which, again, makes sense in in theory, being that like most of us, between 3 and 4 a.m., even those of us who have to get up at that time are generally at peace um, during those times. But they say, I mean, and you hear stories and stories and stories, paranormal encounter, inca- encounters, um, cryptid encounters, all these things happen at that point. And yeah. typically it's between, I won't say dusk and dawn because I think that's been pushed, at, pushed back, but it's always just before the sun comes up. So when the night's the darkest. Because I think, like, in folklore, I think that's when they say that, like, that's, like, the devil's hour. That's what they call it, yeah. Anything supernatural or witches, ghosts, demons, that's when they're at their most powerful. That's what they say. And and it goes hand-in-hand, again, with the, quotes thinning of the veil. Yeah, which Um, makes me think of that thing that uh, 
uh, the article that I saw, and you sent me it too, and uh, they caught those people, whatever they were, eating the deer. I don't know what time so, that was at. So recently. It's kind of strange. Um, you know, and bless Brett Zambito for coming into our lives. <laughs> for, uh, he, you know, last time we had a band practice, he had shown us this article about, they called them witches. That's what the woman called them. You yeah. know what? We'll yeah. stick with that, whatever it may be. And I actually had gone on to, in, to read that article, and this yeah. woman was a nurse. Again, a very credible source, someone who's not just going to fabricate. And, and yep. is it a hoax? It could be. You don't really see a whole lot. That's the risk you run. You know, it is. It, it is. It, social media and all it that. is because you know we are so f- flooded with just bullshit information. Just as a perfect example of the, the hoax thing, like I thought about that too when I saw it, because I remember there was that incident several years ago where they claimed they caught a ghost on a security camera in a castle in London, in like yeah. a tourist spot, and it turned out it was a hoax. Like he was opening doors and stuff, but. And apparently that was a hoax. So again, a, you know, into, you with know. technology and capability of video editing and all that stuff, you do. You run that risk. So, and I actually, I think that also in some stories, encounters, lends a even little bit more credibility because you do run that risk. So if you put this stuff out there. I don't think these days so much as it was, you know, 200 years ago that you're going to be denounced as like a kook. Right. But still, you know, if you're going to put that out there and make it public and it goes viral on social media, everybody and their brother who is a skeptic is going to break you down. Oh, for sure. Regardless of how real or real or not real it is, someone's going to break that apart and call you a liar or a fake or it's a hoax. I don't know. I mean, this one, she, they set up a trail cam to catch wildlife, basically, in a garden for her. I think it was her father or whatever it was. It was her father, yeah. And there was a, and I'll I'll explain the story. So there was a deer carcass, and they had trail cams out there, and they kind of basically just wanted to see what would come up to either feed on this, whatever, the deer carcass, or just see the activity around it, basically. Mm -hmm. And again, at... I, they didn't give it specific times, but I, I think, think it, they did I say, saw, like... I just saw one. I was just kind of skimming through here. It said it was, like, shortly after sunset. And so they, at some point during the night, they came out. Right. Dusk till dawn. And even when you yeah. read into, like, Bigfoot encounters and things like that, typically, that's when it happens. Dusk to dawn. And even, like, we talked about it in the last one, in yeah. the siege in Honobia. Yep. Um, that's when it would happen. When yeah. the sun went down, yeah. and as soon as the sun would come up, it would end. Yeah. But anyway, so basically what they found were these two women in loincloths. Long black hair. Long black like hair. Long hair, regardless. Pale white. Kinda, their hair looked kind of ratty, kind of like they're living outside. For Almost like your stereotypical witch, I guess. Yeah. You know, again, for lack of a better term. And they were, what they perceived they were doing was feasting on a deer carcass. Yeah. But there's also points in that, too, where they were talking about how, like, it almost looked they were paying homage or, like, paying a memorial to the dead deer. Right. Um, and and this is the thing, too, that I liked about that, because the woman said, she goes, you know, I was going to call the police. She goes, but technically they weren't really, besides trespassing, not really doing anything illegal. Right. You know, but she yeah. was, they were just, she was so grossed out by it, and like, how could someone actually do that? I, I don't know. I saw in another article that some of the people that saw the video, which would make sense with a witching hour thing or whatever, other people theorize that they could have been skinwalkers or wendigos, which, you know, you know, that's another, we can get into skinwalkers too, because yeah. that's a whole other thing. Like if you want to talk about skinwalkers, um, 
that stuff, that whole subject matter is so broad and it covers such a like wide spectrum of yeah. occurrences and people seeing um people will see like a person and then like morph again for lack of a better term i hate to use that phrase but like morph into a wolf or a coyote or vice versa so again i mean take it for what you will this is just a, a recent example because obviously, like I said, Brett showed us this last Tuesday. Um, that just happened to transpire during this time. Again, is it two people who were just in the woods fucking around? Could be. Probably likely. Or is it something else? You know, we've talked about this in, in multiple podcasts. Like, we're not taking... I like David Pallady's way of retelling these stories and re telling these occurrences because he never says like it's fucking aliens no it's big you know that's well he pretty much being a former cop detective he presents you with the evidence and he's like well what do you think right that's that's really what it is putting it out there for you to interpret take it how you will but this is what actually happened and i'm not saying that 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 actually happened i mean maybe the ladies she could be a liar who knows who knows but if it's true it's pretty wild. Even if it's just two people out there fucking around, you're still fucking around with a dead deer carcass. That's still creepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's the, yeah. right. I mean, ritualistic, maybe. Paying homage to nature. <sighs> that could have been, been what they were doing. Who knows? Um, and I don't think they... One of those women could have turned around and looked like the witch from the Conan movie. You know what? <laughs> Again... Take from it what you will, but this is just a story that was recent that came out. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, there's a million of these. I don't know that this necessarily deals the same with the same subject matter as thinning the veil, but seeing as that it took place at this time in the middle of the night, yeah. you know, maybe it does. I don't know. So moving on from that, as I started to do a little bit more research, and we talked about this too at some point or another, about CERNs and the translation of CERN, it's C-E-R-N, is the Council for Nuclear Research. It was established in 1952. Um, and they're Hadron or Hydron, Hydron, Hadron Colliders. So basically what they're yeah. doing, they're taking particles and accelerating them to a point where they collide. And they're just basically seeing what happens. <laughs> you know, again, like, this is one of those things where like we talked about before we started recording, when they first tested a nuclear bomb, they didn't really have any idea. No, they, had, they thought it could blow up the entire world for a They had an idea, but they didn't really know what was going right. to happen, which is fucking terrifying when you think about it. Um, are we, just like with the CERNs, like, are we, what is that line from Jurassic Park? <laughs> um, about playing God. Oh, as he said, you're like a you're you're playing with it like a kid who found his daddy's shotgun. Correct. Like yeah. you don't really know yeah. what you're doing here. You have a theory of what might happen, mm-hmm. but you don't really know. Um, and so going through these, and uh, the topic becomes the topic of CERN becomes relevant as it, the theory behind this too is that by using these machines, and there's a few of them throughout the world, that are we again thinning the veil by using these things because you're starting to break down existence to particle matters um and there was a i don't i can't remember the scientist's name but he had said he goes 
the thing that makes me nervous is what we're discovering through using these machines is that there's only three to four, maybe 5% of our energy and our makeup and our existence that we actually understand. 95% of that outside of dark matter, but 95% of that we don't get. And dark matter being like, you know, like black holes and things like that, uh, which break up the universe by like swallowing things and things like that like that's wild to think about like do you know what you're acting watch we're gonna get flagged by the government for this one (laughs) but like it's no it's not me denouncing the brilliance of the scientists who came up with it like it is beyond my capacity to understand what these people are doing and i want to have faith that they do know what they're doing but like at the same time that was why when we you know we talked about the nuclear bomb the test the first test the guy had said, like, the sky could literally light on fire and never go out. We don't yeah. act. That could happen. It didn't, right. luckily. But it could happen. It's the what-ifs in the, these things that really, like, boggle yeah. the fucking mind, man. Um, it, you start talking about particles and... Basically, what they were do, trying to do with the CERN... CERNs, because there's more. It's plural, not singular. Um... They were trying to reproduce what happened in a billionth of a second during the Big Bang. Which is wild because, again, going back to, like, religion. If you are religious, I could see this as, like, someone taking a shot. Like, this is, like, basically disproving God. Like, and again, you know, believe what you will. If you have faith and, and, and you're religious, I'm not shitting on that. That's not it. Believe what you will. I, like People need guidance one way or another. Um, but I'll get to that too because that's a whole other theory. But that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to recreate in a billionth of a second what happened during the Big Bang to figure out what created us, this place, the, the universe as we know it, or our galaxy as, it, yeah. as we know it. Um, which leads me to, it's the Higgs, I'm not sure if it's Boston or Boson or whatever how it's pronounced basically that's a god particle that's what they discovered they discovered that there was a particle that literally created everything as they understood it as they're and i don't even know that's another thing like do you really understand it you know what i mean like how in depth is your knowledge of what you found um and i'm i'm skeptical i'm cynical because again like that jurassic park park reference like (laughs) like how much do you really know? Yeah. How, are you just telling us this to keep us quiet? Right. Or like telling us this to keep us calm when you yeah. don't actually know what you're doing? But the God particle is what they called it. Um, and that's what they believe to create or cause the Big Bang and create our universe. The interesting thing about that is Stephen Hawking's, he had a whole thing published about it, how he was like, well, that's, that's okay. But like what happens if that gains too much energy? while you're doing this and has a reverse effect. Right. Yeah. So you've created in a very, very small, minute way, the big bang. But what if it goes the other way and you destroy everything? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. again, Stephen Hawkins is as credible as you get. This yeah. was not something like right. he just, you know, obviously the guy is not, he's not, he's of truth and of science mm-hmm. for him to say that. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, uh, no, you know, sure. I mean, he obviously he's since passed away, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and they've said that they don't even have the energy levels in these machines to create that sort of effect. But, you know, by mistake, 
because these things are wild. If you look up, like, look pictures, Google pictures of these CERNs, yeah, it's not like anything I've ever seen. It looks no. space age. It yeah, doesn't look sure. like it should exist. Right. Um. And so, as they're going through these these tests and all these things, they've started to find what they've called uh, ghost particle. And some people have said that like that is proving that ghosts don't exist but on the other hand or the other side of that it's almost proving that ghost because these ghost particles are like little bumps in fluctuations in in these particles and they don't know what they are yeah that in itself (laughs) it's baffled physicists like they don't understand what these ghost particles are most of them have said it's probably nothing but again, like, how do you know? How far do you want to delve into that? And I like to reference Event Horizon for this one. You know, they created that thing that folded time and space. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't really know what they were doing. No, no. They they knew what they the ideal wanted to do occurrence yeah. would be. Right. And they knew that what the end result they wanted, but in turn got what they got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. literally opened up a dimension into hell as we understand it um so believe what you want but these are scientific scientific facts the ghost particle is the thing it's a term that they use and they don't know what they are they don't know what they are so i i don't know how do you rest easy at night you know what i mean like this is really like the again and then there were fears too of um them doing this and essentially opening a black hole come to find out this part is also factual too the energy that it takes to create a black hole in the universe is beyond our capacity it's just i don't know what the measurements of the energy would be or wouldn't be but they had said like we just that's not possible it's not possible for us to have the energy in these things and i'm sure they understand it better than i do oh for sure you know I, i i do have faith in them saying like because when a black hole opens, it eats everything. Yeah. It just, yeah. it literally, I mean, it just destroys matter. I remember seeing that, oh, it was a while back. There was an article I saw where they got a picture of a black hole and they were yep. like, actually, they said Interstellar got it pretty accurate. That, you oh, know, yeah. that movie on so many <laughs> levels yeah. just hit it, hit it right. Yeah. Um, I, so I think the thing that I, I wanted to bring up too. How do you feel if you're religious? How do you feel if someone is literally proving the Big Bang Theory to you? And then that much further, to me, proves the theory of evolution. Yeah. You know. So, that being said, there's also, and these are theories, there's also a huge theory out there that God is real. And it's, it, I think would be the proper term is of another dimension so because of the living realm that we're in and the god that created us is of a spiritual veil or realm on the other side the spirit realm is what they call it is that possible could be i mean i'm not saying one way or another but this is the thing is when i was doing this and going through and taking notes, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I, this was a cool idea, but, <laughs> but like, I never expected it to get this serious. And I usually we don't, we're not that serious on these things, but this is such an interesting topic mm-hmm. on so many levels. 
and how you want to interpret it in your own personal life. Right. And you could say you could say that like these people with the, these hydron colliders are madmen. Are they brilliant? Sure, but you walk that yeah. line. And right. again, like I, I thought it was really interesting though the theory of God being of another dimension. If there yeah. is a God, if that exists, can we prove it? Can we not? We can't. But at the same time, yes, did we prove on a particular level, molecular level, that this is what created our existence? Sure. But at the same time, there's things throughout history that maybe speak otherwise. You know, occurrences and and whatever. I don't know. Take it how you want. It's just really, really interesting because there's a multiverse theory. And actually, Einstein, too, had, I think it was the space-time which was the fourth dimension. So we're aware of three dimensions as it stands, as I understand it. We see everything in 3D. That's how we live. But Einstein had theorized a fourth dimension, which was the space-time is what I think he called it, Um, which is wild to think about. I mean, try to wrap your head around a parallel dimension that exists in such that the life that you live every day is paralleled by something else maybe in the opposite way. So, like, that movie Us. Did you ever... Or was it Us? I got a... Yeah, there's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got a better example. Did you ever watch the show Fringe? Nope. There's a parallel dimension where, essentially, somebody else on the other side, you're yourself. You're you, but you're not you. you. But you're not you. Yeah, that's... Because in the show Fringe, the one scientist... The main character, his son gets sick with a terminal illness. Yeah. Or no, not his son, but his his son had died. And then he somehow figures out how to look over onto the other side. And he sees himself on the other side. And that version of him, his son is sick and he knows he can save him. So he takes the kid and brings him over here. It's just, it's yeah, it's just like a perfect example. Yeah, that. it really is. Yeah, that show was... And there is, again, it's all in theory, but there Mm -hmm. are scientific models of that which describes multiple universes that parallel where we're living. Yeah. But the timelines askew, and again, it's like you said, it's you, but you're not you. And that's where, like, us. Like, things, like in the show Fringe, they have slightly differing personalities, and things are a little different on the other side. Right. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, who knows? I, I guess, does it lend a hand to the paranormal? And that's what I have coming up to to talk about. Um, the thinning of the veil in cryptid and paranormal encounters. But there's also all these accounts out there. And these ones are a little bit on the fringe. Not for, well, no pun intended. But you hear these stories about, like, have you ever heard about like flannel man? Something that shows up um, that's always in a flannel. It's it's on monster. There's a podcast called Monsters Among Us, and that show is not dialogue between the host and the uh, people that call in. It's just people that call in with stories. And over the he's got like 17 seasons or some shit like that, but it's a reoccurring theme. People will see something with a somewhat of a distorted face, always wearing a flannel. Um, show up and there's another one there's um, I can't remember what he calls it 
but it's basically at least two. It's never less than two, sometimes more than two entity entities. Jesus, I can't even say that word who their faces are distorted, but they're all identical. They're all wearing the same exact clothing or whatever. And people will see these things and then lose time. Yeah. So like they'll see, and that's why they said like, don't ever look these things directly in the eyes because people have done such and lost like four hours of their life. Again, I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. Maybe these people are just calling in to get some sort of like fame or clout. I don't know, but it's a reoccurring thing. Um, and I guess there's no real tie-in to places or time of year that would cause anyone to think that it was like because of the thinning of the veil. But I guess my thought being my overall thought here is with modern technology and the things that we're doing and the things that we're creating and the things that we're learning, are we from an unintentional standpoint, thinning the veil? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and they say too, like, that's why like young kids tend to or will tend to have not paranormal experiences because they can't describe those. But like when they talk about like young kids seeing ghosts or like talking to ghosts and shit like yeah. that, it's because the innocence hasn't been lost yet. Yeah. Because their brain is not so developed and so crowded with the noise of our everyday lives that maybe they can still experience or see these things on what's perceived to be the other side. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they say like animals too, like animals have a sense about them, um, that they may or may not, whatever you choose to believe can perceive these things where we can't. So it, it kind of, you know, it, again, it kind of boggles the mind to think that like, we're so caught up in our lives and technology and the daily rat races that if we were to stop and you hear about this, actually, you hear about people who like go into nature and live there for a while off the grid in silence you know when the sun goes down that's pretty much their life and they're connected yeah and you become one with nature and yeah. i you know i don't know maybe there's something behind that i kind of when you were talking about that about the, the lost time and all that made me think of this book i bought a while ago so this author whitley streamer he, he writes some really good horror novels, uh, The Wolfen, horror fiction, but he, okay. had an, he had an actual something that happened to him that he could not explain, so he wrote a book about it. It's called Communion. Oh. And he his his opening to the book was, when you read this incredible story, do not be too skeptical. Somewhere in your own past, there may be a lost hour or strange like recollection that means you've also had this experience. And it happened to him twice. Really? He said he awoke in the dark place. He was terrified. He didn't know what was happening to him. And he said uh, something about it. He said, what did he say? He said, uh, believe it or don't believe it. He said, do not assume you're dealing with aliens. It has become obvious that somebody else, not us, is indeed seeking a relationship with us. Gosh, you know, that's the thing. Um, is there something out there in this universe? And I'm speaking more from a factual standpoint than I am um, theoretic or whatever you want to call it. But 
is there something out there in the universe that has... And then time is relative. Like, time is another thing that I've always kind of, like, struggled... Not struggled with, but thought about. Like, time as a human creation has been since the dawn of humans. Mm -hmm. We created time. Right. I thought about that a lot. You know, like, you could... It's tough to wrap your head around. But say, you know, time is relative and time is something that exists throughout the universe what are extraterrestrials or whatever may be out there is there something that's figured out a way to, as such to stop it or change it change or it or manipulate it, it. right yeah. i mean that's another thing they well of course they always claim that einstein did it with the philadelphia experiment well you, you got oh, he did God. something something <laughs> that shit. that's the thing man is like there are that's a perfect example too there are a these things that have happened in our timeline as humans that you can't deny it. Right. It, that's a yeah, Philadelphia. And you got And you got to wonder too, like talking about that, like say for example, if you could move through time, would it be a good idea? Uh, right. There's a movie that ties into all that. It was made in the eighties. Um, called the final countdown where a 1980s era, aircraft carrier goes through a storm that goes through a rip in time or a portal or whatever you want to call it and they end up in December the 6th 1941 hours, hours before the attack on Pearl Harbor yeah. or oh, not D-Day I'm sorry yeah Pearl Harbor and the whole movie once they figure out where they are they're trying to figure out should we intervene should we not intervene well, and ultimately what it comes down to is we're United States warship yeah. We have to. Well, they launch the jets to intercept the Japanese fleet. The captain sees the time portal coming back, and he's like, I'm not going to lose those fighters. So he recalls them. So it's like, maybe it wasn't meant to happen. Well. Maybe you can't. You know, I didn't think it was the best movie ever, but the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. which is actually another theory, too. Um, I don't know exactly how the theory goes, but it's something to the effect of the, the wings of a butterfly mm-hmm. flapping. And it was an Ashton Kutcher movie. Yep, I remember you know. that, yep. Um, so again, it's a little break from the topic, I suppose, but if time is a thing and something has found a way to break it or manipulate it, or like we said, whatever, is it that sensitive? That's a wild thing, too. Like, right. you think about the wings of a butterfly affecting yeah. the world as we know it. Yeah. 30, 300, 3,000 years ago, you know, had that <laughs> particular butterfly or whatever, yeah. may not have been there, for whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, because you got to think of all the effects would have, like, for, and for example, that movie, like, when he calls the fighters back, I was like, yeah, he could have stopped World War Two, but how would things be different? Better or worse? Yeah. You don't know. That's, it's, it's a wild thing to think about. And, you know, there's all these people on TikTok that, like, not all these people, I don't know how many there are, who, like, claim to be time travelers. And there's theories about, like, time travelers. Like, there's, like, pictures of people that, like, look like they're holding a cell phone. But that stuff I don't really get to. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure. Is it possible? Um, but from a technological standpoint, is there something in the universe that has figured that out. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, think about it. And this is all in theory. This it's, is just yeah, speaking in theory. This is not like we we're saying one way or another yeah, that we just you got to think too cuz I 
I've read the book several times, uh, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. And What were the, the things called? What were the, the Warlocks? The war- <laughs> yeah. You gotta figure like he goes way, way, way ahead. Right. And to the point where there's nothing left. Like how how would how far would you want to go? What would you want to see? What would you do? Yeah. Right, correct. What would you do? What things Cause in I your- remember because he goes way, way, way ahead and there's there's nothing. Like so pre creation, essentially. So he, so he goes back to a time not to Victorian London where he was from, but yeah. a time where after the people are freed from the Morlocks where he's happy. Right. But it's like how far ahead would you want to go? I mean, even like Back to the Future. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, if you want to yeah. take it from a little bit lighter of a standpoint, yeah. you know, those movies, mm-hmm. you know, how he went back and was trying to like save Doc because like Doc's picture yeah. was like slowly just be, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. does that tie in to what we're talking about as far as like thinning the veil? I Sure. I think you have to include time and space into that um, because even like doing the research I've done, it even boils down to time of year, you know, in, in the cycles of the sun and the moon and things like that. Um, and I always kind of joke, too, when people talk about, like, uh, I can't think of the fucking word now, but someone's like, oh, Mercury, Mercury's in Gatorade or whatever. Fuck, I have no idea. But I think you have to talk about it. I mean, there there is some science behind all of it. Um, and again, what we're talking about here, this is all theory. This is all just us bullshitting about it. You don't have to believe one way or another. Because some of this stuff goes so far off the deep end that, like, you, you can't wrap your head around it. My next thought, though, as we're going on, how does this tie into, or not tie into, the activity, cryptid activity? Bigfoot. Dogman is not a, a subject I think we've touched on yet. No, we really haven't. So, but how does it tie into that? So, one of the things that I've heard is around these CERNs in a general area that cryptid and paranormal activity has skyrocketed. It's got to kind of make you think, you know, are we thinning the veil in these places so much so that, and this this goes to say, that I guess, that like Bigfoot and Dogman and all those things are part of a different dimensional existence whether they are or they aren't because again i think we kind of we did we talked about how like some people it's flesh and blood it's uh gigantopithecus and it's aliens in its other dimensions and things like that it's just you know going back and forth i'm not saying one way or another but it is a true thing that people are saying around these areas in these areas where these these things are being built and used encounters and things like incitings and things like that are going up so then because you also you hear about, you know, people have these experiences in the woods or whatever, seeing things that are cloaked, like the predator. Yeah. Are they passing through dimensions, and that's why you can't see them? And the same yeah, thing with yeah, like yeah. portals. People talk about these things passing through portals. Yeah, or there was even that guy that uh, was walking down a trail and he almost stepped through one. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of claims. He just said he had, he said it looked like a mirror. Well, I think I told you guys about that story that I had read where a couple was walking a trail that they were very familiar with, but had decided for some reason or another there was like flooding or something was going on that they deviated from the path they were familiar with and in the blink of an eye ended up on this island in the middle of a river, couldn't figure out how they got there, had all their stuff, you know. But it wasn't such that, like, they could have crossed the river to the island, not known it, 
it's a river for fuck's sake. You yeah. know, I mean, like it's yeah. two, three, four, five feet deep. A running river will bring your ass down. Like people right. don't realize that, like, how much force is involved in these things. And you hear that. And there was another one that I, I'd read about too, where, again, if you believe it or if you don't, doesn't matter. But a guy had said he was hunting, I think, or whatever it was, doesn't matter. He was in the woods and he heard this mechanical noise and looked out and he said what he thought he saw was two bipedal figures pretty much appear out of nowhere one was hairy and sort of humanoid and the other one basically had a dog head also bipedal so again and there's a million encounters it's interesting you mentioned that about the mechanical noise because you remember that uh missing 411 they actually posted it on the Sasquatch Chronicles recently about that 85-year-old hunter or whatever sitting on that rock that disappeared. Didn't he hear, he heard like a... The other guy said, he goes, I've heard something in the woods that I had never heard before and I can't imitate it for you. He goes, it was something that I have never heard before. It's interesting. It's a very so interesting thing. So think of that. Yeah, I mean... Because you probably heard something you didn't recognize. Well, that this, being said too... vanishes... With right. all his stuff. An experienced hunt, someone who had been in the woods his entire life. Yeah, and he, for, wasn't, he, you know, he wasn't going anywhere. He was just sitting there. Right, cause he, I, that's right, because they had said that like the guy didn't move too well. You know, he's 85 years mm-hmm. old. That's why they would put him in one place, right. and they would and push the, the deer. younger guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the other dude was in, like, shouting distance of him. Right. So. That's another thing that you hear with a lot of. Take what you will. But. Exactly. Um, the correlation between cryptid sightings and seeing strange lights in the woods there's a lot of the stories that people will be like well yeah you know i, I thought i saw like flashlights whatever it was in the woods and he was you know people are like well it, it can't be like they weren't they were too bright to be flashlights they were too uniform to be people and then following that they see whatever bigfoot dog man whatever it may be i, I I guess going back to the original point of this entire one was, are we progressing to a point as humanity that we are slowly, if not, if completely unintentionally, thinning the veil between worlds, the world that we do know, the living world, and something else? I don't know. I think it's hard to deny that our existence, and even, okay, so even, so... Take it from like a biological standpoint, like the Amazon rainforest, we're logging it to basically non-existence, you know what I'm saying? And pushing and because the human virus or human, uh, human virus, the human race is basically a virus, you know, and we're spreading and we're, and we're pushing into these places where things, people, you know, animals just don't normally encounter, you know, even bears and stuff like that. Like, you know people encountering bears and seeing bears like going through the garbage and stuff like that we're pushing into their habitat right so if in fact that there's a species or species or things that are out there that we've never seen before are we encountering them because we're encroaching on their living spaces is it that is it thinning of the veil is it both you know i mean it's an interesting 
It's interesting because there's an X Files episode about that very thing. Fucking X Files. I think the X Files was so was such a precursor. Yeah. And so be ha- are uh, before its time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what there's I mean? A, like, there's an episode, and I, be- I believe it's called Detour. It's one of my favorites. Uh, they're long story short, they're on their way to some stupid bullshit, and they 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 come across like all these cops on the side of the road and pull over and Mulder goes out to help and uh, this guy went missing in the woods long story short uh, pretty much they were surveying these woods to make room for whatever Yeah. and uh, something that lived in these woods that we had never seen before was pushing back pretty hard and I think Mulder, Mulder quoted it pretty well he said he goes well uh Progress is pushing pretty hard into these woods. He goes, there might be something out there that's pushing back. So it, I it's don't know. It's made me think of that. It's like there's probably stuff out there we haven't seen. Well, you think way back when Lewis and Clark? Oh yeah, making their Perfect. way up there. That it's they, a, it's they, that's the probably the, the simplest way to equate it to the point that we're making. Lewis and Clark had saw things and seen things like and in, stuff know. that we've seen like grizzly bears. Can you imagine seeing a grizzly bear for, for the, the first, first time? time. <laughs> right. Yeah. They knew their firearms were going to work against it. They were terrified. Correct. Now, that being said, there's, you know, a lot that we... Well, even here, let's we'll take this place, you know, where we're recording as an example. The woods behind your house. Yep. There's been people out there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to any frequency. No, just... You know what I mean? How many times in the past... We'll say 20 years, whatever it may be. How many times in 20 years, or since that Boy Scout camp had been abandoned, how many people have been out there and spent Uh, significant uh, time? I don't think it's happened. It's not hunting season, so... Correct. Yeah, no. And even hunting season is such a short period of time. And only a few guys go back there. Only a few guys go back there. I don't know how far the property goes that way. But, but yeah, this not, is, you it's know, few and far between. This is western New York, and yeah. I guarantee you there are woods in our area that no one's ever no been one's ever So think about this. Even, like, Pennsylvania. So, like, driving through Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Vast expanses mm-hmm. of, like, the Daniel Boone National... Yeah. It's a park, or not park, but it's a national forest, whatever it may be. I mean, you're talking about thousands and tens of thousands of acres of land yeah. and forests and dense forests yep. that people have never stepped set foot in. Years ago, my my dad's uh, friend and um, Carl owned uh, land down in Pennsylvania, like a campsite kind right. of thing. And we drove down there. I just remember driving down this dirt road way back into the woods, and then you get in there, and it's a clearing surrounded by. Tons of woods. Like, it goes on forever. And this is just the woods that we're talking yeah. about. You know, I mean, this, yeah. these are, this is a physical plane of existence that we're talking about that people have never set foot. Mm-hmm. So, again, I guess this, this does, like, lend back to the existence of Bigfoot. And that's not really what we're talking about, necessarily. The point being is that our encroachment on the earth that we live on this revolving rock, <laughs> you know, for lack of a, a better term, I'll, I'll use that. But I think the point is, how much do we know? Yeah. You know, and that, that the guy, the scientist talking about 95% of our makeup and our matter and our existence, we don't understand. Right. You know, we're just now starting to understand like 3 to 4%. <laughs> 
you know, how does that translate to simple as that? The woods out behind your house. You know, we stayed out there, but like, who knows? Yeah. I'm not saying there's some species of gecko out there that's never going to, it's not that. <laughs> but, I mean, there's still places on this earth that we've never. Like, look at the bottom of the ocean. Bottom of the ocean's a great example. We don't know anything about it. We have no idea what's down there. I mean, shoot, I think it, as far as they can get down, like, they know there's giant squids still down there. I actually just saw a video on that, or watched a video on that, too, where they, they'd, there's recorded, like, actual recordings of these giant squids, yeah. but they think they're babies. And these things yeah, have, like, 20 massive. to 30 feet long tentacles, yeah. and they think they're babies. Yeah. Now, they're saying that, like, they're not any harm, necessarily. because no, they don't, they would like to stay down. Because that's where they, you know, that's their natural and habitat. I think it was, what was it, the little squid come down and they eat them. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... What a great example. Think about something that's got 20 feet. I don't think people really grasp as a measurement. So your typical basketball hoop is what, 12 feet? 10. 10 feet? Okay, so yep. stack two of those, and that's how long the fucking tentacles yeah. are. If that puts it into perspective. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's all interesting, this... This is, that's why I really wanted to do this one, too, because it, it is. It's just all in theory. We're not taking one side or the other. But, like, the point being in the world that we live in, the place that we exist in, is not what I think it's perceived to be. There's so much more going on that we'll... There's still a lot of mysteries out there that we don't understand. It, which is great, man. That's what life's about. You know, that it, life's about the mysteries. And as a human race, even though we've progressed as far as we have from a technological standpoint, even like breaking it down to, well, understanding our own brains. We still don't have a firm no. grasp on how our actual physical, I won't say neurological system works. Cause I think we've, we've gotten to a point where we got a pretty good understanding of that, but like our physical brain, we don't even understand right. the thing that the three pound thing that we're walking around it with every fucking day and our fucking thick skulls, we don't get. So, you can't tell me whether you believe in the veil or you don't. You can't tell me there's not more. And it's right. not me wanting more. Like, I'm, right. <laughs> I've am got enough going on every day in my physical life um, to be more than occupied. All of us do. You know, everybody's so busy. So, I, But I just wonder, like, that being said, what would happen if we stripped all of this away? Where would we be left? With all the all the progression that we've had, and all the advances that we've made, if you were to take that all away, and the, and the relevance here is when you hear about Lewis and Clark as a great example, or like the n natives here when they would talk about these things, yeah. were they so in tune and encountered these things so often because all of that? Because again, we this is the thing we well, talked yeah, about. Yeah, because I mean, you think back to way back when. Hardly anybody was here. You know, it wasn't like they would venture out into these areas. Or these things would venture further. Right. Because they didn't, because it was so sparsely populated. Right. They would see things that we do not see now. So it makes you wonder. Because that's what, with all the, the Native American legends of Sasquatch and all that, like they said, they would see them more often. To they them, were, they were though, terrified of them. it was... It wasn't whether they do or don't exist. It was part of their life. It was just this, yeah. you don't yeah. go here. This yeah. is where you don't go. 
because of whatever. Right. Which is it's it's just an interesting thing. So that be like I said, relevant to the the point of this entire podcast and thinning the veil. If you were to strip all that away, to back to where you know Native Americans or whoever these tribes that are still you know in the Amazon all those islands, whatever out there, it may be, island out there, that, yeah. there has to be. There's no question whether or not some things exist or these things exist. It's just part of their daily life. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, really you know. Is. So through yeah, like and, and again, we can go on about this for two hours, I'm sure, but. Um, that's that was my thought here. Is like I just kind of wanted to like throw a bunch of shit at the wall and not necessarily see what sticks because I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> but I want to know people's thoughts. I want to know like where you stand. Do you believe in the God particle and that's where we're, we're we were created from, or is there something else? I like to think there's something else because there's just too much shit that happens on a regular. Yeah. And that's another thing is like cryptid in- encounters and sightings continue to increase. Yeah. So that's another thing with my theory with like thinning the veil. Like, is it because we're encroaching, or is it because we are literally thinning the veil between yeah. our living existence as we know it and theirs? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either way. Um, and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm a beer drinking butcher, but I, I, this <laughs> stuff just it really interests me. Um. So that being said. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. If you want to send us messages, emails, whatever it may be, um, that's kind of where we're at. That was the, uh, that's the end of my notes, unless you got anything else you want to throw in there. I think it's just, I think as an ending note, I would like to say that like everything is not as perceived. There's some things out there that are going to happen and do happen. And it's not necessarily like stop and smell the roses kind of thing, but like, I think if you stop in your daily life and find a little bit of peace, you can see that there's more going on around you than what people typically see right. in their daily lives. So on that note, we're we'll closing out. We will see you guys next time. Bye.